Welcome to episode 26 of the Whatnots Review Show. Every week we pick something and we talk about it. It's a story. Mm -hmm. Stories come in a lot of different forms. Movies, TV shows, anime, manga, comic books, narrative podcasts, all kinds of things. We pick one, we watch it, read it, listen to it. We come here, we have our little book club discussion about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined as always by Kyle Springer. Hell yeah. How are you this morning? That's me. I'm good. (laughs) I've had a good weekend. Uh, I've been replaying Life is Strange on PlayStation 4. That game is fantastic. Uh, Yes. And I finished Season 5 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. last night, and that was also really, really good. Uh, And then apparently you and I both got blackout curtains so how did you sleep because i slept really well (laughs) i did sleep so much better like it's not a hundred percent black but i get just a little bit of light coming in from like the top of the thing that it makes any time of day look like it's 5 a.m which is perfect yeah i i mine are like this i i thought they were supposed to be paper but they're like this plasticky paper and it's Mm -hmm. just like this oak accordion fold thing that you stick up at the top of the window and you have to to stretch it down uh so i'm still stretching it down they haven't covered the windows entirely yet Uh, Mm um they're they're getting there so it's good it's good (laughs) i slept good i enjoyed it awesome yeah last night i went to a trivia night i was telling you about this on the last episode of the captain's log we recorded yes which by time this goes public will be public for everyone else as well so go check out that whatnots.com or look up the whatnots on your podcast app and subscribe to the captain's log Mm -hmm. it was really fun uh i was told that the trivia night would be star wars themed it was not it was it's a generally <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was this weird general theme of stars. So there was like Hollywood trivia and legit Hollywood astronomical <laughs> questions, like what is this constellation? And there's like a St. Louis Walk of Fame with little stars set into the pavement. Yeah. And they had like they copied out like the descriptions of people, and they're like, okay, which person is this? And there were lots of people I forgot were even from St. Louis. Did you know Scott Bakula's from St. Louis? I don't even know who Scott Bakula is. He's the guy from Quantum Leap. I haven't seen that. Well, that's why, he's that's... the man who leaps quantumly. Well, that's him. There you go. <laughs> was was that the thing? Who is the man that <laughs> leaps quantumly? It talked about his his many his many credits. He's a serious Broadway guy. Okay. Lots of things about Scott Bakula. Yeah, I've so I've probably was... seen him in something, and I just don't know. I, I just don't mm-hmm. know him by his <laughs> name because I'm terrible with names. <laughs> but it was I was a little thrown off my game. Like, oh, I came here to say like sci-fi things as best as I know how, and that was not really <laughs> called upon. But our table still won second year in a row. <laughs> there you go. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Good for you. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. But you're back at it again with your Halloween picks. Yes. Last week's set of pitches was uh, witches, all witch picks. And witches so witches. you 
picked out of my three options the first volume of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina comics mm-hmm. from Archie Comics, and these are written by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and illustrated by Robert Hack. Uh, this first volume, it's from 2016, and it's five issues, which is a little bit shorter than maybe the average volume, it's, the average like trade paperback it's, is. It's but... about the right right size. Uh, I think all the ones you've given me to read have been like six to eight issues, but okay. plenty of stuff happens in this book. There's lots to talk yes, about. there is. Actually, actually, I think this is most of the comics in this series that are out. I think there's only two more issues that are out so far after this. Um, oh. Which is unfortunate because this is a very good series and a similar thing yes. is kind of happening, happening with its sister series, Afterlife, with Archie, uh, mm. which I have right here <gasps> with me. Hello. <laughs> so if you, oh, you guys spooky. are looking on the YouTube version or catching this live on Twitch, uh, I'm pulling up my trade paperback of the comics. And here's the like the artwork inside and stuff like that. Oops, there we go. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like. That was unfortunately kind of the downside with these comics is that Mm -hmm. uh, Afterlife with Archie came out and everyone loved it. It's fantastic. Um, And then they're like, okay, we're expanding the horror universe. We're going to do the chilling adventures of Sabrina as well. And we're like, hell yeah, that's sweet. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And then they just stopped coming out. They're like, okay, next issue is delayed by six months. Oh. And then the one after that might come out next year sometime, maybe. Who oh, knows? No. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, we don't have too much going on, um, but they are some fantastic comics. And I know uh, the guy that writes both of these books, it's the same writer, mm-hmm. uh, also helped out with the first season of Riverdale, too. So that was yes. partly why... Uh, he he was so busy, <laughs> which <laughs> I yeah. I love that show. It is hot garbage, but I love <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I've I've just started. I'm only like four or five episodes in, oh, so and <laughs> yeah, I I enjoy it a lot. It's such a a weird thing, but it's so much fun to watch, and I definitely see how there's like a stylistic connection between yeah. that and chilling adventures of Sabrina. And then we're getting that chilling adventures of Sabrina Netflix series, mm-hmm. which I'm super And the trailer for that looks for. real spooky. It looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that Netflix show. So I'm glad you picked this. Um, I, I, I will give you a sneak peek into what I am pitching at the end of this episode for next week because I figured uh-huh. it out if if we had planned it right we should have done what I'm gonna p- 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 pitch today for this week we should have been <laughs> recording it now so it came out on the same weekend as the movie because I'm gonna be pitching some comics about Venom uh, oh. for the, the, the new pseudo Spider-Man related movie it's yeah. not really in the MCU or connected to the Spider-Man one, so I don't yeah, really so know what they're doing. Unfortunately, I keep forgetting that it's happening, but yeah, maybe I'll go check that out. Yeah, so we're I'm I'm gonna pitch some Venom comics after. after okay, cool. After this. But that episode will then come out the following week after the movie, 
which I think is then either the week before or or something that uh, Sabrina comes out on Netflix. Mm. Or, or no, wait, Sabrina comes out at the end of the month, closer to Halloween, right? That would make sense. I don't remember the exact release date. I don't remember, but I I used to be g- g- good about n- knowing when all of this stuff was coming <laughs> out and planning accordingly. Uh, but I haven't been doing that, and I've been slacking majorly. So down the road, we'll get all of our dates right. But we will have episodes for them. Yes. So. Yes. They may be a week or two off, but they will be there. Yes. They are <laughs> there. Uh, do you do you want to start with the synopsis? Yeah. So this is a period piece comic. It takes place in the mid-1960s, mm-hmm. around the time the original Sabrina comics were being published. And... Sabrina's father is a warlock who married a mortal woman, which is against normal witch policies. Yes. No, it is forbidden. (laughs) And when she was a year old, he basically had her lobotomized and he ran off with Sabrina so that his his wife couldn't tell anybody. lobotomized. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm from this witch family. I married into a witch family. They've got my daughter. I'd like to have her back, please. So that was long enough ago that Sabrina doesn't remember her mother and her father's off traveling. He's off getting into warlock business throughout most of her childhood. She hasn't really seen him since she was like six years old. And she's raised by her aunts, Hilda and Zelda. And they move to the town of Greendale, Massachusetts. Which is evidently Satan's favorite state. <laughs> there's there's a lot of uh, witch history in Massachusetts. Yep. Which is yep. where and... I was born, too. I was born in Massachusetts. Oh, cool. I don't know if Missouri has any witch history. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe We not. just have Scott Bakula. <laughs> <laughs> which rhymes with Dracula, and that's a scare. Oh, no, no. You know who we do have. Who do you have? You know who else is a famous Missourian? Vincent Price. There you go. Yes. Perfect. So he will carry all of us. Anyway, <laughs> so they all move to Greendale, Massachusetts, and this comic is about... It's on the verge of Sabrina's 16th birthday, and she's dealing with high school stuff. She's doing with she's dealing with this cute boy named Harvey, and her witch baptism is coming up when she is able to ha- use her free will and make the choice, yes, I pledge myself into dark services, or I will choose to live as a mortal knowing that my powers will eventually fade. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot happening there, but it's... it's, it's... It is still that, like, high school tale. Like, she is just this, like, teenage girl in high school who wants to do the Mm. high school things. Uh, But at the same time, there's, like, this, this, like, horror backdrop. A lot more so than what you would get in the original comics, which I haven't really read. But I know the the style of Archie and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was... This book is a lot more serious than it is campy and just like, yeah. well, well, gee whiz, Archie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I grew up watching the uh, live action Sabrina yep. show with Melissa Joan Hart, and I was surprised 
like how much stuff in that was apparently real Sabrina canon because I kept seeing it show up in here too. Yeah. Like I had no idea that first <laughs> show from the 90s was so sincere about the whole thing, even though that was far more on the campy side. Some of the basic elements are still there. Yeah. Yeah. It takes all of those basic ingredients and this one is definitely much more a horror spin on on, mm-hmm. on on the book which is a lot of fun and i like and i i think if you like this book you should definitely check out afterlife with Archie, which is also fantastic and it's it's more zombies and stuff like that so there's volume one and again i think like a couple issues after it but i don't think they've completed volume two yet which stinks so <sighs> we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there one day yeah so i think now we are going to dive on into spoilers so uh, if you are yeah i, I was just gonna say yeah. we should do some housekeeping oh. while we do the spoiler break yeah yeah i was gonna give everybody the kind of update on the live streams and everything how if you are listening to us live stream now as we are you can Stop here if you haven't read the books and you want to, because there's a lot of stuff that happens, and you can come back and listen to the uploaded live stream on YouTube mm. or the uploaded uh, live stream as the podcast episode in about a week. Or if you subscribe to us on Patreon, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get early access to those things as soon as they go up. And then you'll be able to listen to the entire episode, all the discussion, once you have read the book also. Yes. Or if, if you're like me and you've listened to other book club style <laughs> podcasts without following along at home, that's fine too. But yeah, you will get yeah, spoiled. join on in. We'll do our best to explain. A uh, couple more things for housekeeping. Follow us on YouTube and Twitch, please. <laughs> we really need the help. Uh, we really want to be pushing that. Even if you do not watch it on YouTube or watch it live on Twitch, uh, your help there would be much appreciated. Go, uh, you you can look us up on YouTube just by searching the Whatnots podcast, and we will pop up. And on Twitch, we are Twitch.tv/slash/TheWhatnots, uh, or you can go to TheWhatnots.com/slash/LiveStreams. You don't even have to leave our website. Uh, mm-hmm. So do that stuff. Go send us a nice review on iTunes. If you have some kind yes. things to say, we could absolutely use the help on that as well. Uh, the more good reviews we get, the more new people can find the show. We can spread the word. Hopefully we can get more p- people who want to support us on Patreon that way. And then we can build bigger and better shows. So yes. that would be fantastic. Um, and then we kind of mentioned the captain's log earlier Mm -hmm. uh so go go check that out as well and yeah that that's housekeeping for for today okay now we can put away our housekeeping broom and now we can hop on up on our witchcraft broom they're separate brooms hopped up on them (laughs) i'm all hopped up on mountain dew (laughs) yeah i kind of had an idea of what to expect from this comic and I thought I would like it, and I ended up liking it even more. more. This was a really so, yeah. good read. So I, so you haven't read either of the Afterlife with Archie, or, or well, now you've read this, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, what what were you expecting? Because I, I've, 
I've read Afterlife with Archie, and I've listened to uh, Book Club podcast, much like what we do here, cover the chilling adventures of Sabrina. I want to say it was like last year or something. Mm. So I've heard them talk about, about, about it, but I didn't really know exactly what was happening. But I, I had an idea of what to expect. But what about you? What, what, what were you uh. thinking? I don't think I knew it was a period piece. Like, I think I'd seen pictures from it, and I thought that was just the aesthetic they were going with. Like, almost how The Incredibles is set in kind of a futuristic time, but everybody just dresses like it's the 60s. Yeah, or I like thought it was Batman something that like that. Animated series yeah. where it doesn't really say what time it is. It looks old, but it's also futuristic, and who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought it was just a stylistic choice, but I, I think that. It was interesting that it was set directly in the 1960s. Yeah. And also it's a lot deeper and more serious into the witchcraft than I thought it would be. Not that I was expecting this to be some fun romp, but I wasn't expecting like lots of talk about literal actual Satan. And yes, the family cannibalizes dead human bodies from the cemetery across the street. There's that. Uh, <laughs> they actually mix in a lot of like real witch history, mm-hmm. or I, I guess like American witch history. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not up to date on witch history. Uh, that is not my cup of tea. But I just kind of out of curiosity uh, when they mentioned uh, what was his name? Was his name Giles? something oh giles Corey. yeah that's a real person um and he actually was killed exactly like that in the salem witch trials uh which i was just like i wonder if they're mixing in real (laughs) history and so i just looked it up and i was like oh yeah this guy's kind of famous in witch history yeah Um, he's a character in the crucible and yeah. yeah, I think I remember that from my high school unit on the Crucible that a lot of those characters were real people. Yeah, yeah. So that like stuff is is mixed in there. That's like, oh, this stuff actually is kind of creepy and scary. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> but it also, it's not super grim and foreboding. And I mean, they say chilling legitimately. This is a very chilling book. But it, it's also sweet. Like, I like how loving the ants are to Sabrina. And when they tell her, you know, we'll love you anyway, even if you decide to turn your back on witchcraft and become immortal. Like, they seem sincere about it. Mm. Like, no matter what, you are our niece. We still love you, even if you don't want to be involved in any of this. Yeah. Once you have the choice to do that. And there's also, um, when Sabrina's cousin Ambrose is teaching her about glamours and how she can, like, disguise her appearance... And he's naming all of these, like, famous, beautiful women of the ta- of the time that she could look like. And he's like, oh, you could do a Marilyn. Or if, you know, you're not a Marilyn person, you could do a Jackie. And Sabrina says, oh, no, that seems disrespectful. I still have nightmares about that. And I'm like, oh, I love that. that like, no matter just if they- happened the year before. Yeah. And no matter even if they are, like, cannibalizing Satan-worshipping witches, like, the JFK assassination still made them sad. Like, I like that very humanizing touch about the whole thing like these are not these would be the bad people in any other story but they're not here or stereotypically yeah because yes. i mean witchcraft is a real thing like i've i've met p- 
people who yeah. identify as as that and say they follow it. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I don't know but much either. I, I, I know in a lot of stories, yeah, which is our vilified mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just that they are doing this stuff. It's like, huh, this is strange stuff to me. But then, they're, yeah, <laughs> they're just normal people too, you know. Yeah, I think it's got the, like, a lot of the tropes of the kind of storybook witch, but with enough of the actual real-world witches and, like, the kind of practicality of the things they go through. Like, when they have to do the, um, yeah, like, the spell with Harvey, like, it's all very, it's not like Eye of Newt. It's like, okay, you need some fresh honey, and you need these things, and you need it in a jar, and, like, it's very practical household stuff. And, like, the, like I said, they're very real people. They're very sweet people, you know, and then they go and uh, do all these spooky rituals yeah. in the woods. <laughs> what, what I what I thought was neat was, yeah, like, I we m- mentioned it's a good mix, but it's it's a, a, a mix where they, they are taking the more, like, real world practical stuff, but then all of the, like, more fanciful, like, storybook stuff is also real to them yes which which is which is neat and it gives it both this uh whimsical slash like scary vibe too because they're i mean they do they eat people in this thing which i was like they 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 live in this graveyard so they can eat the dead people uh and then the the whole like macbeth stuff is real to them yeah. like it, it's it's so it's like oh that's kind of neat you know uh they they have the whole like broomstick thing mm-hmm. uh, it's it's good it's it's fun it's it's a lot of fun despite how how realistic and scary some of the stuff can be yeah and this was this was a very scary book, which I was excited about. Like, I was expecting something like it, but again, not quite as deep as the story actually got into yeah. it. Like, you find out, and I don't think it's exactly clear who did this or why this happened, but Sabrina's father kind of disappeared from her life <clears throat> around was, when she was six. Wasn't that him who was turned into the tree? Yes! Okay. He's been turned into a tree! Yes. And he just, like, where you would have just sort of, like, knots and gnarls in a tree. It's, like, his face, like, screaming in agony, which is, ah, <gasps> uh, that's Sounds so like visceral and so affecting. Dante's Inferno, which they also do make reference to in yes. this book. Um, yeah, like, uh, so, so he's, he kind of gets turned into the tree. Do they... I, I got the impression that it was the aunts, though, that turned him into that. That's my best guess, too, but we don't really, <clears throat> we don't really know for sure. We don't get a lot about Hilda and Zelda's feelings towards their brother. They have very sincere love for Sabrina, mm-hmm. but it... It is kind of implied, but also very gray, that they were using Edward Spellman and his relationship with this mortal woman to generate maybe some sort of very special child that then they were going to take and raise and 
and again, it seemed very sincere. Give her the option of free will because free will like really means something to them. She has the right to not go into witchcraft. Yeah. But also if she does go into witchcraft, she's going to be something very special. And it seems like maybe they didn't trust him to raise Sabrina or there there was some reason they wanted him out of the picture. But again, maybe we there's don't something really about know. Edward that we don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, that image of him transformed into a tree is, uh, like, so horrifying, but in, like, exactly what I was looking for. Like, yes, good scares. So I I have a question, Mm -hmm. Uh, and this stems kind of from basically what happens at the end of of the book, that uh, Sabrina is having her baptism and about to pledge Mm -hmm. herself to Satan, and that's when Harvey finds her. And like, yes. and she's like, "What in the world is going on? This dang witchcraft thing! What the hell?" Um, and they, he's like, "Oh shit! I stumbled onto something I shouldn't have." And she tells him to run, so he does. He runs away. He gets caught and he gets killed. So then there's this whole thing of like, "Uh oh, we have to like deny that we know what happened and stuff like that." But then. Sabrina is put on trial uh, to kind of figure out what happened um, mm-hmm. with the, like, witch council, not on, like, actual, like, law and order WVU, mm-hmm. witch victims <laughs> unit, um, <laughs> or witch, witchcraft victims. That would be an, an amazing show, by the way. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> That would be fantastic. Um, Hello, TNT? Yes, hire You've us. Got your next big hit. We have an idea. <laughs> we can keep law and order going. We know how. <laughs> we have a new show. Um, but so she she's on trial um, with the witch council, and they're trying to determine if she like if she planned this whole thing, mm-hmm. uh, which to me seemed kind of ridiculous, but she strikes up this deal with madam satan who mm-hmm. uh is 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 like hey i can help you bring back harvey but you you, you know we need to do some stuff there and that's when we see uh betty and veronica because they're gullible young witches and they don't know <laughs> what they're doing from another town so they don't really know what's happening you know um but uh i i i got confused because yet she did not know that harvey was going to be there but when Mm -hmm. they asked her if she knew that this was going to happen she had her fingers crossed behind her back but again she didn't know so it was just like why are you doing that that doesn't make sense and then there was the oh it's fine i can put my hands in the hot holes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it's like okay she's doing something for madam satan but why would she need to lie about i mean she's not lying but why would she why are we given these visual clues that maybe she is lying and she did know i i i think she definitely had no idea that was happening like when harvey shows up it is a shock to her how could she have known but i I think i might have to go back and like read the language again and maybe the judge is saying something like, you know, do you accept that uh, 
the consequences of Harvey's death. He maybe said something like that. And Sabrina, of course, doesn't. She's like, nope, I'm bringing him back to life. So she's like, oh, yes, I accept that that boy is maybe. dead. Maybe it was something <laughs> like that. You know, like courtroom scenes are all about like very specific language. I imagine even more so when you were dealing with magic courtrooms. Yeah. Yeah, I I think there was like a tiny connective piece that I missed too. It, it but it I just think it was didn't make sense to me. I was like, <laughs> why can't she just get the tr trial done with and then go hang out with Madam Satan and do the spell and bring him like that? I don't get what was happening here. So maybe I did miss something, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I did I did think it was cool that sort of proxying that Madam Satan rigged up were like. Sorry for all the her dog barks in the is... background. <laughs> her Sabrina's hand is getting pricked by a needle, but Sabrina's, like, it's almost like her hand disappears and is replaced by Betty's hand, and then Betty's hand is it's really just the one all, getting all stabbed the needle. All the consequences are happening yeah. to Betty and Veronica instead. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was neat magic. It's good, yeah. <laughs> cool stuff. Um, that That is one thing I I kind of hope for down the road if this series continues is to see them explore magic a lot more mm -hmm. and i obviously god damn it these stupid dogs are all barking in the background <laughs> um i i want them to explore magic and kind of how it's done and what type of magic it is i don't want to know yeah. how it works per se because that's always stupid i think when they Ex when they explain this is how magic works and it's like well then it's not magic <laughs> it's known it's qu quantifiable you know the whole thing about magic is you like you don't know exactly um you, you, you know you can do something to channel it or do something to summon it or do something to kind of improve your outcome mm -hmm. but other than that you know you don't really know and so i i i I just want a little bit more rhetoric down the road of like, okay, this is the type of magic we're using here, you know, um, and this is how magic works. I, again, not how it works, but like this is, this is just, this is, this is magic in this world here. Yeah, I was really, I, I think one of my favorite uses of magic in the book is when they make that kind of not exactly a love potion for Harvey, where it will just sort of... He's more inc nudge. inclined to yes. like her. Yes, and it's not mind control or anything like that. It's like, it's sort of mentally suggesting to Harvey... Changing the eyes. If you, yeah, like, if you would ever have an interest in this girl, go talk to her. Like, it sort of, like, gives him... It sort of lays this clear plat path for him out in his head the way I was able to figure it out at least. Mm -hmm. And like, he's not, again, it's free will. He's not ordered to take it. The spell just sort of makes that path clearer to him in his mind as an option. Yeah. And he goes and takes it because he does really love Sabrina. And I loved all the stuff that have to go into that spell. Like you have to take a, a clear mason jar and you have to like sanitize it and make it very clean. And you have to get like fresh honey and you have to like put all like cinnamon and sugar or something in it. And you have to take a picture of Harvey and write his name in like a counterclockwise circle on the back of the picture and roll it up and put it in the jar. And you have to like bury the jar under a full moon. Like all of those 
all the uses of real world substances and how if you use them yeah. in just the right way it makes magic i love stuff like that like i've been reading the dresden files urban fantasy series uh-huh. and i love whenever they get into the physical components of magic like I use this amulet made out of silver because silver has this property to it. Yeah. My, you know, magic staff is made out of this kind of tree because this country is this property to it. I I know, I just love that stuff. I like how That's there's awesome. like those are everyday objects I would use. Yeah. But they have this knowledge and they have this kind of spiritual connection to see another layer to it and like unlock it like Oh, yeah, you know, if you take those six things out of your kitchen and you combine them in just the right way at the right time. (laughs) Yeah, you can make this magic thing happen. (laughs) Which, I mean, which is kind of how that works anyways. That's science, too. (laughs) Just mix a bunch of chemicals together. You'll make something happen. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, yeah, magic is neat. I, I really like it. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of hoping they explore that a little more. Did 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 you have a, a favorite character? Did you have? Because I there there were the cast was fairly small. Um, yeah. But I I feel like it's a book that as we go on, we're gonna get introduced to more and more mm-hmm. characters. Like, I loved Sabrina's household. I was familiar with the two aunts in Salem from, like, the old 90s show. Mm-hmm. And I like that they were still more or less those same character archetypes. Like, you've got the stern aunt and you've got the little, a little bit more whimsical aunt. Yeah. And then Salem's still wisecracking. Salem's I also like the addition of that cousin. Who I don't, he might have been, like, I, an episodic character on that show. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I only watched the live-action show just from time to time when I was, like, <laughs> homesick, you know? Um, <laughs> I think my favorite was character was... Interesting. <laughs> show ahead, you were about to say. No, I was going to say, I think my favorite character was Harvey. I have a lot of okay. things to say about Harvey. Talk to me, then. Because he could have been... Just sort of this cookie cutter, cool, popular jock. He's the like stand-in for Archie in in her yeah. school. <laughs> yeah, but he's got a lot to him, and I like how the story really makes it a real love, where you can see why Sabrina loves this boy and why he loves her back. And at the end, when close to the end, when you find out he was like planning to propose to her. Like, it makes sense. Like, oh, yeah, he does really love her that much. You proposed to 16-year-olds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Straight out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have that kind of, you know, culture which, of the time thing going for it, too. Which, but it doesn't... That, that's the, the, the thing. 16-year-old means they still have two more years in high school. Or maybe <laughs> one more year to depend. Because I, I know some people who were super young when they graduated mm-hmm. high school and they were still 17. Uh, but it was like, my my 18th birthday is going to be like my first day in college. <laughs> I was like, yikes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that. Well, first of all, I think it was very progressive that harvey is both like a star football player 
and he gets to be the lead in the High School Musical. Like, the movie High School Musical is all about how Zac Efron is like, I don't know if I can do both things. Will people accept me? And Harvey Kinkle just does it like it's nothing. Yeah. So I liked that first What a of trendsetter. All. <laughs> Without Harvey, there wouldn't be High School Musical. Confirmed. Here. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> and that scene in the car where Harvey is telling, asking Sabrina, like, hey, you know, it's your 16th birthday tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like, how about we have a really special night? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, well, I don't know, Harvey. And he's like, before you say anything else, let me remind you, I completely respect you and I care about you a lot. And he kind of jumps in and like makes that statement so he's all like, hey, I've got things to say to you before you say anything else. But yeah, the important thing is what I really liked is that he's communicating like he's never playing games with her. He's never being vague. He very clearly states things and they are caring, positive things like I'm going to stop you right there and very clearly state I respect you and care about you very much. And I liked that. I like that he's just very open And he's very sincere about his feelings. Mm -hmm. And I also like that... I like that he's a horn dog. He's an appropriate horn dog. He's exactly (laughs) the level horn dog he's supposed to be. And Sabrina's kind of at that level. Like, she's not trepidatious. Like, I don't know how I feel about having sex. She's like, how do I tell Harvey I'm a witch? Like, it's that part of it. They are on the same page in terms of the physical escalation of things. She just has other concerns that that's kind of buried in. Yeah. And I liked that he got to be horny and that wasn't, like, a flaw in his character. Yeah. And I liked the backstory of how one time he's running in the woods. He's running away from the witch coven after they catch him. And he remembers this story when he was, like, 11 years old. One of his friends was like, I saw these porno mags out in the woods. And Harvey's like, that's not real. I'm going to go see if that's real. (laughs) So he goes out there and he finds them. And like the school, you know, the older teen bullies like surprise him and he runs away from them. And it's not until he like, and he runs away successfully. And he's like panting back in his bedroom. And it's not until then that he realizes he's still still holding like the nudie mag in his hands. And he like kind of hides it away in his room. And when it's, Like, one of the other witches in the glamour of Sabrina talking to Harvey, like, Harvey, you ran just like I asked you to. It's going to be okay. Kiss me, Harvey. And Harvey's concerned. Like, he can tell there's kind of something going on. He's very cautious. He's like, Sabrina, what was that? Sabrina, I don't know what's going on. And there's Mm -hmm. one panel that's just a flash of the cover of that nudie magazine. (laughs) And he goes ahead and kisses her anyway. And so his horniness is kind of his downfall, but that's not his fault. There are people preying on the fact that he is a horny teenage boy. So it is part of his downfall, but it is not his ultimate flaw. Like, it's not his fault he's a horny teenage boy. It's Yeah, I mean, it, it's like the thing, like, you're running for your life, your adrenaline is up, your hormones are up. It's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you k- k- kiss the, the girl right then, yeah, right there? yeah. <laughs> and it turns out it wasn't the girl. <laughs> and yeah, then he I like. <laughs> yeah, I think um, 
I'm always fascinated by just like the Prince Charming, by just the boy in like a, a female oriented romance story, because there are mm-hmm. plenty of times where he's just kind of a cookie cutter. Like, you know, what are the main qualities of Cinderella's prince? He has nice hair. He knows how to throw a ball. I don't he's know. He's a prince. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Like, do you who is this? So I've always been like, who is that guy? Why do you like him so much? Besides the fact that he is handsome and a prince. And Harvey is very likable, and I like the, like I said, I think he's horny in an appropriate, respectful way to Sabrina. <laughs> he's a clear communicator, he cares about her very much, and I think he's just an excellent example of a boyfriend that really lives up to, I see why he's the boyfriend. I see why you are risking everything for this guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. He's good. I, 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 I did not connect with him as as much <laughs> uh he he did i'm a real romantic seem, so i mean you're you're 100 right though <laughs> like that that is what he is you know um for for me it it was like he he's kind of the impetus for the story to take place further like from now on like like he there's a term often used in comics, but you can use it for whatever else mm-hmm. called f- fridging. Mm-hmm. Um, and if a character is fridged, it's it's because they uh, they are killed off to then be used as motivation for another character. Mm-hmm. Usually, it happens to women but characters. It's... But like the women when, dies to be the emotional like now I must avenge her, <laughs> you know. But would like Uncle Ben Parker be kind of considered within that realm? Like he's just there to die yeah. so he can inspire you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the term comes from Green Lantern mm-hmm. comics, in which <laughs> Kyle Rayner's girlfriend is literally killed and then stuffed into a refrigerator. Uh, for him to f- find when he gets it's home. bad news. Um, yeah, so... Uh, and then Eric Mianix used to be on a podcast called Out of the Fridge, which is where mm-hmm. they got their name from. Um, but yeah, so like I, I saw him just more as that. It's like, oh, he's, he's supposed to be this kind of cookie-cutter jock boyfriend character, super likable... Um, but then he dies, and that's kind of the motivation <laughs> for Sabrina to make the decision she makes down down the down the road. Um, I like that we have this different perspective on it. I like that you're just like, oh, he's some guy. Let's get on to more magic. And I'm like, Harvey's a good boyfriend. <laughs> we sh- we should learn more about him. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, he's there. Right, move, move on. <laughs> No, I mean, because yeah, like I'm, I'm wondering how his death will then play into. Okay, does she actually pledge herself? When will she get back to this baptism thing? What yeah, will bringing him totally back do to that whole thing? How does that factor in? You know, how does all of this factor in with her father? What's yes. up with that? You know, you, you know, like is 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 that gonna mess things up for the? aunts or for the father or for madam satan there's ever there's there's a whole bunch of different 
parties that are all kind of vying for Sabrina's attention and loyalty Mm -hmm. and safety. Um, And we don't necessarily know all the motivations of them all yet. And so it's just like, how how is this kind of factor in? And that what was... That's what was interesting to me with his character. It was just like, okay, how is what happened to him going to change her? So, I don't know. <laughs> I, Especially... I, I, I kind of oddly gravitated towards uh, Madam Satan. She's fascinating, yeah. Uh. She was really interesting. I, I I don't think she's necessarily my favorite character. Mm-hmm. I I think I would have to go with Sabrina for that. But that's also just because mm-hmm. like she's center of the story, and so I yeah I feel like that's kind of a cop out answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I <laughs> I laughed and I rolled my eyes extremely hard, and I found it amazing that when Madam Satan uh kills or puts into a coma the drama teacher and then shows up the next day as the substitute <laughs> teacher her outfit yes Madame satan's outfit just the <laughs> it's it, it was a mixture of just like a big eye roll I laughed out loud and I was like yes I love this it's fantastic yes. because it makes no sense and it is amazing <laughs> yeah it's like the least appropriate teacher wear like it's such what it reminded me of is when like Animaniacs would make Hello, jokes about like nurse. old yes yes or like they'd make jokes about like old hollywood starlets or something like you know animaniacs was steeped in that like kind of old hollywood yeah. culture i mean it she was looks like some cartoon made by Ste- like, steven spielberg so yeah she looked like some caricature of some old starlet i'd never seen before but like they'd show the caricature and it'd be like okay i get what you're talking about like some sex pot of the past yeah some like <laughs> jazz singer movie actress some may west or somebody brunette, like yeah. that yeah but she she has this like pencil skirt in the mm-hmm. ones where you have to have your legs like one behind the other for pretty it to much fit, yes. which is all sexed up because then it ex- ex- accentuates the hips mm-hmm. um and then she's in this i i guess it's like a work jacket but it's <laughs> super low cut and yes. she has nothing on underneath except for this like lacy frilly bra which you can mm-hmm. see Mm-hmm. And it's, she's in a high school, and it's like, what? Like this? She, she looks like a pinup model. Like, <laughs> like cleavage is all the way out, and it's just like, what in the world? This is terrible. <laughs> but I love it because it makes no sense. It's so yes. funny. <laughs> she's so over the top. I mean, and- that that is supposed to be her character, kind of though. Because at yeah. the end of I I we I I think we both read this on Comicsology Unlimited, mm-hmm. um, but in in the back of that digital version, I'm not sure if it's also in the trades. They included like a short comic 
that was about Madam Satan when she kind of first appeared or when yeah. when she was like first starting to appear. And she's the same type of character, <laughs> right? She's the seductress. She is supposed to kind of be pr- be preying on these men and their horniness which is what Mm -hmm. she does to harvey you know and what she kind of does to betty and veronica yeah Um, because when they summon her i think they are trying to summon like some sort of a succubus like somebody that will they're just like let's just do some spells (laughs) i might maybe i read this wrong but i thought they were trying to like Summon a succubus that would give them tips on how to be hotter and attract Archie to I, one Yeah, of them. I'm, I'm sure it's something like how 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 do we get Archie to like us? <laughs> and I like when they joke like, "Oh, we should just cut him in half." Yeah. <laughs> we should just cut him in half because <laughs> that's what witches would do. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, to talk about Riverdale for a moment, I'm just a couple episodes into Riverdale, mm-hmm. and there's hasn't been pretty much any like Betty versus Veronica. Like you can tell, like like Betty likes Archie and Archie kind of likes Betty, but one time Archie and Veronica were like thrown into the Seven Minutes in Heaven closet at a party, and there was some tension there. There's that whole thing going on, but for the most part, Betty and Veronica are good, sincere friends to each other. But I also know, like, just from the general reputation of the Archie comics, it is this sort of rival. I know there's more going on. Like I said, I'm four (laughs) episodes in. I know it might eventually. It'll get there. It'll get there. It's not where I am yet. But I also know from the reputation of the Archie comics, that's most of what it is. This sort of, like, frenemies bickering, like, they're both grabbing on one of his arms sort of thing. They're so. friends, but they're also competing against one another. And there's times yeah. where they hate each other. There's t- times they're, you know, best gal pals. And it's like, mm-hmm. who will Archie pick? Yeah. And I like that the writer kind of took a step back from that in the TV show. But then he's doing this other comic and he's like, this is kind of a weird offshoot that plays more into the classic old comics. Here, I'm going to play it up a little yeah. bit. And I just like that we get to see both versions in this two stories that were told at relatively the same time as each other by the same person. Like they yeah. both get to show it's different. Definitely sides of in story. there in the TV show. Um, and yeah, there's, it, it is a lot of high school teen drama uh, mm. that, that you, you would expect from some kind of like CW teen show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then they mix in the like, Something darker is happening here in Riverdale, which is not yes. in the old comics and not I mean, I it it's kinda happening in this chilling adventures of Sabrina comic where it's like you you see everything from that darker side, right? Where it's like, hey, the the dark thing that you think is hanging over in Riverdale, this is kind of the comic e- equivalent of like what's that perspective from the dark thing right um if, if that makes sense the the this and yeah. the show are not related i'm sure i just conf- confused a bunch of <laughs> people but um it's it's like classic like high school teen drama meets twin peaks mm-hmm. if 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 you've seen that show yes uh, so yeah it's good <laughs> i like it yeah 
Yeah. And I feel like I've said the word sincere like 20 times on this episode, but I think that is one of the strengths of the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Like, mm-hmm. it's not there just for, like, the shock value of, what if we took this playful witch character and made her, like, a real Satan-worshipping cannibal? And yeah. it's it's got... It really escalates, like, that darkness factor, but it still has a heart and a charm to it. And the characters all still care about each other legitimately. Yeah. And I like that, at least in these five issues, like, that center has held. Like, love is real in this world, just as real as horror is. Uh, So I have a question, another Mm -hmm. one, I guess. Um. This book had a lot of narration in it, right? Yes. What did you think of that narration? I I was also like just wanting to talk about that. I like that it starts off as just basic, simple, like, the year is this, the place is this, this character is doing this. And I think it's like on Sabrina's birthday where it gets more detailed, like, Sabrina waits for the baptism tonight. She's undergoing these rituals. The ants are doing this in preparation. You know, the forest has been prepared this way. Like, the narration gets more uh, poetic, and it gets more into the interior lives of the characters, and it gets a wider Scope, and wider yeah. lens. It Like, it's able to show you, like, tell you about the full background of everything, not just, like, that little Chiron at the bottom of a TV screen that's like, Dun dun, it's ten forty-five here at the precinct. Like, it <laughs> it gets a bigger scope to it, and it Law takes and on order WVU, <laughs> which crap <laughs> victims unit. <laughs> hire us, hire us, Dick Wolf. Yes. <laughs> it takes on the narration has almost a personality, but not quite. It's almost like. One step less personality than I the kind of imagine Vincent bubble. Price narrating it. <laughs> See, I was trying to think. I did spend or like time, Rod like, Sterling. Yeah, like oh, but for a comic like this, it would have to be a woman narrator. Narrator, and I'm like, that's true. What woman is like the female Vincent Price? Short of picking an actual voice actress, like Gray Griffin could absolutely do this. So it was kind of... A more modern one, I would say uh, Jillian Anderson. I was also thinking of her if we wanted, like, the more cold... Not cold, but just, like... Yeah, the uh, uh, cold The the distant overseeing, like, this is the way things are. I'm a godly voice. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, I mean, I... So, I I wanted to talk to you about this, because I, on one hand, I liked it. I thought the narration was fantastic it's written mm-hmm. incredibly well i don't think it's overstepping it's bet bounds no however i do think it reads like a book like if this was a short story i feel like i kind of would have enjoyed it just the same mm-hmm. um like without the artwork and so i i kind of don't like that then because it's like, well, I this is a comic book. Like, there's supposed to be artwork. I want the artwork. And the artwork in this is fantastic. Yes. Um, and the, the, the uh, again, on, on one hand, both the artwork and the writing style, having this much narration is kind of a callback to those, these 
old yeah. 60s, 70s horror comics. Mm-hmm. Like, where... oh, narration heavy is a very pulse yes. thing to do. Very much so. And so I liked it because of that. It's like, okay, this is a callback. This is a reference to that. It makes sense. I understand it. I love it. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think it it moved the story along also very fast, which yeah. I didn't like. Hmm. I wanted to spend more time in 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 the world with the characters. Like we didn't like I don't really know who the cousin is, right? Yeah. You also wanted to know more about Harvey. Like yeah. I, I I feel like everything that happened within volume 1 was a good amount of things that happened, right? Mm-hmm. But I I I think the narration for as much as there is and as dense as it makes the comic I, I i feel like if you take it out and it's more of the show me don't tell me stuff mm-hmm. then i i feel like we would have gotten a little bit more time with other characters mm-hmm. um and I, I again i think there's only two or three other issues past this book which i think are also all on comiXology unlimited um so, I mean, the story hasn't prog- progressed much farther, but I'm kind of like, if 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 I, in in my mind, if I wanted to see the story go on, I, I want to see it at this slower, kind of creeping pace where yeah. it, it, it is this, yeah, there is this kind of psychological aspect to it. Like, oh, we know something bad is happening. We can see all of these pieces kind of coming together slowly. It's kind of what Game of Thrones does. Right, which you okay. have all of these different. Uh, I mean, the, it's called Game of Thrones because they're all <laughs> vying for the throne, but they're all like slowly spiraling in, getting closer to that one final confrontation. You know, that one final battle, and whoever wins that will claim the the th- throne. And mm-hmm. I, I, I want that with this book but like its own version like i still don't know the ends game is this just a this is the life and times of sabrina <laughs> and it's just the adventures i mean I, I guess it is called the chilling adventures of mm-hmm. sabrina um but i i don't i i kind of want to know if there is some end goal yeah which i i mean i guess not all stories have to have that but <laughs> I that that's what I want from this story. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we don't have that. Yeah. But but does does that make sense? Like, do you see my discrepancy with the narration there? Yeah. Like, like, would you have wished it had done more of like the we'll call it the Law and Order thing, where it's just like the very basic time date. This is the bare description of this is where these people are. This is what they are doing. But it showed you more places more people instead of showing you a handful of things very detailed i i don't necessarily know if i want it want less narration so that i get more people or more places but Mm -hmm. just more time with the existing characters right Mm -hmm. i i want to know a little bit like the, the whole the whole thing about her having to lie to harvey's family I'm yeah. just like I don't know where he is. I don't know what ha- happened to him. Like that's that's a it's a very tense 
emotional yes. moment because she fucking hates it. Mm-hmm. And it like it's driving her cr- crazy that she ca- can't say anything. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of want to know what's going on inside her head instead mm-hmm. of the narration just explaining she's having a tough time. She has so to you lie. Would have preferred it's more like, like, yeah, I, I, like you don't need to tell me that for me to know that <laughs> I can see that in the the artwork, you know. Um, you would have preferred more first person narration instead of just the narrator saying, not even again. Sabrina does not sleep just this more, night. More dialogue, more of her mm. talking to Salem, more of yeah. her, more interaction between her and Harvey. You know, mm-hmm. um, has she, I mean, I don't think there's been very much inter- interaction between her and Ma- Madam Satan or no. uh, the red headed best friend she kind of disappeared there the last oh yeah yeah like the that was the one thing that i did feel was kind of dropped like this girl kind of uh to some degree with friendliness talks to sabrina on her first day of high school like we don't really know what to think about this girl yet she's just like oh hey i really like your hair and it's like oh is this a real compliment or is this some sort of like mean girls trap and you're going to turn this against me who knows but then harvey walks past and he's like oh hey ladies and he says to sabrina cool hair yeah and then sabrina's like oh and rosalind is is the other girl's name she's like that's harvey kinkle he's mine (laughs) and then sabrina does that spell and harvey takes the path towards her yeah then we don't really see rosalind again until it's mentioned like Rosalind also wants to try out for the part in the school play that will be Harvey's love interest. And then we see her like when there's the big search party in the woods for Harvey, like, yeah, I heard he wasn't satisfied by Sabrina physically. And then Ambrose is like, I just gave her a wicked case of poison ivy for saying that about you. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like I, even the whole thing about Madam Satan, kind of scheming her way into becoming the uh, the uh the the, the substitute like mm-hmm. i kind of would have liked that to be a full issue yeah of of just like okay here's an ish issue from her p- perspective uh or, or mostly her perspective of like how can i scheme my way into this school and get closer to sabrina i think taking that time to really flesh that out just makes mm-hmm. it that much more like oh my god she's actually doing it not just like okay she thought of it she exec- executed her plan and that that, that was it mm-hmm. it's like okay yeah i think the the use of narration could have been honed a little bit more finely but i think when it is describing all the stuff in the woods it really shines. Like, yeah. I like the dialogue in general in the story. There weren't a lot of, like, very specific lines I wrote down. But I think one of my favorite moments in the entire book was when Harvey is running through the woods. The narration says, Tonight, if you are the sort of person who prays, pray for Harvey Kinkle. It's good, and yeah. Then it's, yeah, which is, so, like, real powerful. And then as the situation worsens, there's this little box in, like, little parentheses at the bottom, like, corner of the page that says, are you praying yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's I mean, yeah, like it's it's not it's not bad narration like at all. It's just I, I don't know. Like I I think I like the world that they set up 
so much. I'm I I'm very much a like I like world building. I like mm-hmm. lore. I like spending time with these characters to really figure out what's going on. So when I get narration in lieu of that, it's just like, oh, I want more of this other thing, even mm-hmm. though this is still really good and I like it. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like I'd like to have a character tell me this and not some omniscient narrator. I'd like to see a character tell another character this and not like a narrator I don't know tell it to me. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, good stuff. Yeah. Any talk about the... other thoughts? Yeah, you go, go yeah. ahead. Let's talk about the art of the thing a little bit. Because this is a beautifully drawn book. Yes, very much so. And I don't know a lot of things from this time period or from this kind of genre it's playing with. I don't know 1960s horror, really. But there's... So I can't tell why it feels so right to me, but it does. Like, I'm starting to read it and I'm like, this looks like exactly what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. And I did figure out eventually that what it feels like is a combination of the illustrations on the covers of old Nancy Drew books mm-hmm. and this old, like, 60s or 70s collection of Edgar Allan Poe poems that I had when I was a little girl, eight years old, me and my collected illustrated Edgar Allan Poe. It's those two illustration styles put together. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very classic comic book style uh in in the sense that uh it is more of a pulp magazine it is more of a a a i mean the art we have today in comic books are are often super duper styled but when Mm -hmm. when you go back and look at comics from the 60s everyone draws the same not because yeah it like that's how those people actually drew it's just like that was what was considered the most professional the most you know, you know it, it is a classical g- g- greek style mm-hmm. almost I, I I guess I say Greek in the characters are statuesque, right? The the men yes. have these square jaws. The women have these uh, like small waists, very perky chests, and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's just, you know, um, it's this kind of idealized style uh, that also played into the pulp magazines to advertising in the fifties and sixties to pinup styles you know yeah like all of that stuff and it, it it plays on that and then yeah the like nancy drew almost painting of that yes. style without the line work it kind of has that mixed in um it it I, I don't have it pulled up in front of me was it watercolor or pa- it was some kind of paint thing it looked like it didn't look like it was uh like d- 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 digital inks I mean, uh, yeah, maybe it, it was, did. But... It did have a look of having been physically painted, and I liked. There's a texture yeah. that some panels had that was used frequently, but not a hundred percent of the time. Where it's these like, well, there's the actual coloring of the thing, and then there's this texture over it of like this big brown, like soft brown brush stroke. Do you kind of know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And that thing also reminded me of something very specific, which I don't know if it was meant to sort of evoke this thing, but this is what I got from it. 
when I was a little kid, my parents had these old photo albums from like the 70s or early 80s. So like not this exact time period of these books, sure. but close enough. And the way these photo albums were made was that it was a sheet of like glossy cardboard that had an adhesive painted on it. Huh. And then you would stick the photo onto that adhesive and then you'd lay down the sheet of clear cellophane on top of the photos, like sort of creating a barrier over them and over that sticky adhesive. And as these books like aged, that adhesive that had been like painted onto the pages kind of browned, got that little sepia tone a little bit. And it looked like the texture on some of the panels looked just like those old sticky photo albums. Because the same thing kind of happens to old newsprint in mm -hmm. old comic books. They yellow or they 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 turn slightly brown as mm -hmm. they age. Um, which, I mean, which is what I, it, it looked like t to me. It looked like these old horror yeah. comics from the 60s where maybe your dad had one or your grandfather had one and they're just like, the thing has fallen apart, man, mm -hmm. you, you know, but it's this old, like musty brown, yellowish color. Um, but it like, they did, did it in a stylized way. There's... I, I don't think I have any of his. Actually, I do. I don't have it with me. Uh, Ed Piscor uh, makes uh, comic books. He has one called Hip Hop Family Tree, mm -hmm. uh, which is like a comic book history of hip hop. Uh, oh. And it's super duper detailed and well researched and stuff like that. He's also currently working on a similar kind of retelling of X-Men history called X-Men Grand Design. Oh. Uh, but all of that is made, like, all of the pages in those books is made to look like all the art is done on these old newsprint hmm. pages. Um, and it's it's fantastic. It's it's not, but, it like, it's fantastic. Like, the, the entire page is meant to look like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Whereas this, it's yeah, it's kind of painted on, and you can see the brush strokes, yeah. and like some of the edges of the page will be white or black, and it's just like mm -hmm. oh, you know, they, it was a stylistic thing to not make the entire page look like this, but the artwork is, mm -hmm. um, which kind of has like a, a a dreamier effect. Yeah, yeah, so. that's a good way of putting it. It feels like an old thing you would find, like, in a musty corner of your parents' basement. And you're like, oh, this is kind of chilling. I don't know what this is. I don't know where this came from. Yeah. Like, it does look like, I'm sure, I think my older brother, who's much older than I am, did have a collection of some old pulpy 70s horror comics, because he's a horror buff. And this did remind me of just a modern version of one of those. Yeah. Yeah, so... Good stuff. I I really like the yeah. the, the artwork, um, and and the covers too. There's there's mm -hmm. a lot of good covers as well. Was there anything else about the artwork that stood out, or something else you wanted to talk about, or should we wrap it up there? I had another thing I kind of wanted to talk about. Let's go <laughs> for it. We this got is another rabbit hole. This is another thing like me spending like. 10 minutes talking about Harvey and you're just like, yes, he was the boyfriend. 
That's a okay. <laughs> Take me in all sorts of directions because I your experience is different from mine. So I'll sit here yeah. and ask, like, what do you think about the narration? This is, this is something where the, our experiences will be very different. Okay. I thought it was interesting the way different breasts were drawn in this comic. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Because let's they, talk about boobs. Yes, let's talk about boobs because they're not really. <laughs> anything like they're i mean this isn't like <laughs> some sexy pinup drawing of psylocke like there's no crazy boobs in this thing like i they didn't register as anything no to me anime titties <laughs> no no like they didn't register to me as anything except for like oh zelda is taller and thinner and Helda's a little bit shorter and rounder than just mm -hmm. like general body type differences i did think for like a half a second of I think bra designs in the 1960s would have given you a pointier boob than what this comic is illustrating, but it's your world. If you want to invent an alternate 1966 where there were rounder bras, go for it. Yeah. Looks nice. <laughs> but then the first time you see Madam Satan, she's the first, like, remotely, slightly unclothed figure you have seen. Mm -hmm. And she is at once, and she's very voluptuous. Yes. <laughs> and she is at once very titillating and very <laughs> spooky. No pun intended. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> like, she is not cartoonish, but she is hot on a supernatural level. She's thick. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Like, and she is continually wearing lower cut dresses and yeah. things like that. And in fact, like, she uses that to just, like, purposefully to distract Harvey mm -hmm. during, like, a football game. She's just sort of sitting there in the stands, and then she just, like, stands up, and he's like, She's oh, leaning oh, over the yeah. edge where her arms are <laughs> yes. pushing her yeah. boobs together. <laughs> yeah, it's like a real bend and snap procedure, like, deliberately designed to, like, kind of turn his head real quick and stop him from making this great play. <laughs> but she's continually like displaying herself so much that it is like beyond i'm an attractive woman showing myself off to a, a supernatural thing is going on here those are that's a supernatural chest right there <laughs> and then okay so when all the witches that is all the witch one way to describe it <laughs> the witch coven is in the woods and they've sort of they've thrown away their human forms whether it is because they are so ancient that their human forms have to some degree really physically withered and the way you normally see them is kind of a glamour they are putting up or mm -hmm. if this is like we are trying we were making ourselves purposely look scary to freak you out harvey kinkle or like it's something in between like they've put themselves into some sort of a almost literal beast mode Sure. to go chase down this boy in the woods. But they look like these decrepit old ladies, but it goes beyond the natural progression of the body as it ages. Oh, especially when you see, um, there's a shot of like, there's one panel where Hilda and Zelda are explaining to Sabrina Somebody had to die that night. We would rather it be Harvey than you. Yeah. And Sabrina sort of has this realization of, oh, my 
ants, as much as I love them and as much as they love me, they are old, powerful witches. Yeah. And there's a shot of whether it is metaphorical, whether it's just from the book to us, or whether this is something Sabrina is really seeing, it's them as these decrepit old ladies. And they've got... Their boobs are beyond just normal old lady sagginess. Again, they are supernaturally decrepit, saggy, veiny boobs. I liked that this book was so just natural and everyday and just ordinary about the way everybody is shaped. Like, nobody's, like, crazy tall or crazy skinny or crazy fat. Like, the body types everybody has, there's a variety of them, and they're all pretty naturalistic. And then Madam Satan shows up with this, again, not cartoony, but this slight escalation of getting into Mm -hmm. supernatural attractiveness. And then when the witches are in there, like, you know, they're most magical. We've thrown away every shred of humanity. Yeah, yeah, quote unquote. Then they are, like, supernaturally withered. Yeah. It, it, It goes beyond... Uh, just a just an old lady. I don't know. I thought that use of displaying the body was well done and that it is so just normal the entire time. But when it wants to show you chilling beauty and chilling horror, it amps it up just enough. Yeah, that's a great um. point. <laughs> that is a great point. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's. It's stuff like that that I think comic books can do really, really well. Yes. Because it, it does have the, the written word and it does have that visual aspect too. It does have the artwork and it can play on both of those things. And uh, yeah, I mean, in, in a visual medium, sometimes to get a point ac- across, you do need to turn something up to 11 or turn something yes. down to zero you know to 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 make that distinction or to, to make you just understand it that much more and it might not even be like it's not something i think most people would read into mm-hmm. like down the road but it is this subconscious thing because you, yeah. I mean, you you said this is going to be something we see vastly different on it's like mm-hmm. Well, no, now that you mention it, yes, I did notice that. That makes a lot of sense, but it's not... Kyle, it's I don't not... want it to be like, if you said, yes, I noticed Madam Satan's boobs, too, that I'm going to be like, ah, oh, Kyle, like, there's no I right mean, or wrong the... answer here. <laughs> I, I mean, we did get to see some of her ass, so... Yes, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> but, um, but, 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 yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's something that I, I think is more subconscious, then like hey look at her boobs aren't they yeah. pretty yes you yeah. think she's pretty okay mm-hmm. now that you get that she's pretty and she has nice boobs we can mm-hmm. make this point it's like no she's just slight like she just just slightly it, and exactly. you'll, you'll notice like, it but you won't you won't really like it's it's not something that you'll really speak about mm-hmm. like you said they're turned up to 11 and that's it like it's just above this normal human experience that you take notice of it and you're like, oh, that's unusual, but it's not turned up to, like, 20. Yeah. And there's nothing in this book that's, like, eye candy. The only time it comes close is when... Okay, so the High School Musical is Bye Bye Birdie. And 
Sabrina is auditioning to play the role played by Anne Margaret in the movie. And for mm. her audition piece is a song that is not in the stage musical. It was written specifically for Anne Margaret for the movie. It's not in the stage version. I forgot about that scene. There, <laughs> there's then a, 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 a side scene of them talking. Yes. And it's like, oh, yeah, you can totally use that song. Yeah, like she just knows Anne Margaret. And there's a shot like across Anne Margaret's chest to Sabrina. Oops. And I figure that's like... Just uh, something about her that I don't know. Maybe Anne Margaret had like a famous chest or that particular outfit she's wearing. She's wearing this yellow bikini. Like, oh, maybe that yellow bikini is something she famously I... wore in some movie. So that's why they're paying more attention to it here. I... That was the only spot of like, why are we focusing on these boobs so much? Like... I, I did notice that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that one did definitely stuck out in my, my mind. But it, yeah, it, it was this, I, I mean... I don't really know the play. I haven't seen the movie. So it's mm -hmm. like, well, maybe like she's supposed to represent the sex symbol. She's mm -hmm. supposed to be the the the, the hot, a, a, attractive one, you know, mm -hmm. uh, which in a high school play like that's like stereotypically like at least to me, that's what I think of. If there's a high school play and there's a central like mm -hmm. couple in that role you all like it's it's just gonna be a popularity contest, contest. <laughs> it's gonna be the hot yeah. girl and the hot guy who are probably already into each other mm -hmm. uh you know like outside of the play so it's just an ex an excuse as harvey puts it to yeah kiss her in f in front of the whole school you know mm -hmm. um so it's like okay this is the sex symbol and the sex symbol is giving uh Sab sabrina her 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 okay to be like yes you can be a sex symbol too mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think it's something like that oh i i just thought i like the way that there were different bodies in this book and most like 98 percent of the time they're very every day and those two percent it it means something there's something happening yeah. because these boobs are different. I don't know. Those... <laughs> <laughs> there you go, folks. Yeah. <laughs> you can dissect the way the boobs are drawn and <laughs> analyze them and find out about artwork and yeah. why they. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, a, that's art school. <laughs> that's yeah, all I boobs. did it at art school. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So if if you had to recommend other stuff, if p people liked this, um, what do you think they should go read or watch next? Obviously, this... Afterlife with Archie, yeah. I think you should definitely go check that out. But does something mm -hmm. come to mind for you? It did, actually. Parts of this kind of reminded me of this young adult book series that was published... I think after Harry Potter, and I think the general public thought, oh, it's just another kids Potter. doing magic Harry Potter type book. But they're actually really fantastic. They're really something special. It's called the Bartimaeus Trilogy. The first book is called uh, The Amulet of Sam Arcand. I've got she it looks up there back on, on her bookshelf behind her. <laughs> yeah, and it is, um, it, it's a young adult book. I think the, like, the main character is like 12 in this series, so it's not like the same level of teen drama that the chilling adventures of sabrina is and it doesn't mm -hmm. get quite as much into horror either but 
the books are narrated by this demon named Bartimaeus. And the way they are written is that he's got this kind of snarky tone throughout the whole thing. But when he wants to stop and be like, oh, and let me tell you about this one crazy magic thing that happened this one time, it puts a footnote in there. Like, and footnotes are something you normally just see in like academic writing. Like, yeah. for more about these studies, or you can see historical this professor's text, paper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And these are these just like side story, That's like cool. extra detail footnotes. And the way that sometimes the narration was written, especially towards the end of the book, is it got more detailed and there were narration boxes like all over the page and like the major ones would be at top and there'd be, you know, like the little, are you praying for Harvey yet? Little mm -hmm. box there at the bottom of the page. That reminded me of the way the this book uses its narration and it uses the footnotes throughout the book to sort of give you that extra, a lot of time it's like an extra joke or like a, just a neat piece of world building or sometimes sure. it's this very sort of poignant little personal factoid about this character like the demon narrator is the main character of the books or he's like a demon summoned by the main character who is a wizard oh just it's not that similar to this thing but just if you like youth magic and uh like deep well-crafted narration about that uh, interesting okay yeah try the bartimaeus books <laughs> There you go. Uh, I if you want something scarier, mm. um, I would read Witches by Scott Snyder. It's spelled oh. W Y T C H E S, mm -hmm. I believe. Uh, that book is scary. That book is horrifying. Ooh. Um, so that is also something else that is about witches. Um, uh, I would also suggest this is more. It's it's scary at times more about what we got in this book. Uh, I would read Rachel Rising by Terry Moore. Uh, you and I did an episode on, um, oh God, why am I blanking oh, on the oh, name? Oh, Strangers in Paradise? Yes. yes. Same writer and author, same writer, artist. Um, and Rachel Rising is about this girl who died and then came back to life but she's not a zombie um but she she comes back to life and she's trying to figure out what's happening and all of this stuff and she is in uh a like a small town uh it's very witchy there's witches you meet lilith um there is a whole bunch of stuff about the like salem witch trials and stuff like that and it's really good it's a fantastic book mm -hmm. um, so i highly recommend that one as well yeah i think i think that's all that i got yeah and now we can move on to the pitches for next week which spoiler yes. alert all involve that uh symbiote man with the the big teeth yes let me pull this stuff up here uh so pitch number one mm-hmm I'm going with Spider-Man Birth of Venom. Uh, this Sounds is, like a good place to start. Yes, this is a collection of a number of different comic books and stuff like that. Which that is all of the, how, yeah, how did Venom get started? How, you know, because uh, Spider-Man had the black suit first, if I'm oh. not mistaken. Uh, and he 
got it coming out of Secret Wars, which was an event book that Marvel uh, did that was basically a giant toy commercial in <laughs> yep, comic book form. I'm familiar form. with Secret Wars. <laughs> um, and yeah, he gets the b- b- black suit and that comes back to, to Earth and then stuff happens and he realizes the suit is alive and it's an alien uh, and then somewhere along the line, Venom comes along, and I haven't ever read that stuff. So this is like the origin story of Venom. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's on Comixology Unlimited, uh, and it's a little bit longer of a read because it collects, I want to say, like 15-ish comics. Mm. Uh, so it's 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 a good chunk of reading. Mm-hmm. Pitch number two, Venom Lethal Protector. This (laughs) is Venom's first solo comic uh, after debuting in a bunch of the Spider-Man titles and stuff. Venom obviously became a very popular character, so they gave him his own comic. And the first one was a six-issue mini-series called Venom Lethal Protector. Uh, I, I think with that one, he, instead of being in New York, he moves out to the West Coast and uh, decides to, like, find, he picks a, <laughs> a city and is like, I'm going to be the superhero in this city, <laughs> except he is also this monster thing so he's killing people and stuff like that so as the title suggests he is a lethal protector Uh uh-huh um side note on that is not to be confused with a more recent uh book of venom called lethal protector there's a volume three (laughs) which its subtitle is lethal protector that's more recent i think 2000s ish sometime um the lethal protector i'm talking about is the it collects the six issue run from like 1993 i think is when it originally came out Uh, so it's some early 90s comics Mm -hmm. um and then something very recent Venom Volume 1 from 2018 by Donny Cates. Uh, I actually don't really know what this one is about. I wanted to put this one on there because this is the most recent thing. I think with the movie coming out, um, a lot of people are going to jump into comics. You know, there's different people. There's the ones who Mm -hmm. are like, what's the most recent stuff? Yeah. they'll, They'll jump into this. Uh, and then there's some like me who's like, what's the very beginning? <laughs> um, so I, 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 I know the name Donny Cates because he is blowing up right now in the comic mm. book world. He's writing a whole bunch of stuff. Supposedly the stuff on Venom has been fantastic. Uh, I have not checked it out yet. Um but from everything I see, hear, and read, he is killing it in the comic book world. So Venom Volume 1, which is the first six issues uh, of the new Venom series. Cool. Do you know if those, you know you said the first pick was on Comixology. Do you know if the second and third picks are? Uh, I, I think you can buy them on Comixology. I don't know if they're on Comixology mm. Unlimited. 
Huh. I just ask because it's good weather out here, Kyle. I'm finally putting my balcony to good use. Like, I sat out yesterday and I read Sabrina on my tablet. And I'm like, this is great. And it's easier for me to take, like, my tablet outside than to take my laptop outside. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm still the most interested in Venom Lethal Protector, seeing as how what we are, this movie we're going to watch out in the theaters with Mr. Thomas Hardy is the first solo Venom. Let's go to his first solo comic. Okay, and if and, if I'm not mistaken, this is also one of the books that the movie is kind of pulling inspiration from. Nice. Especially with it not interacting with Spider-Man. It's yeah. one of those, like, he's not, uh, he's an anti-hero, he's a villain, but he kills, pe- I mean, he's not a villain mm-hmm. per se, but he kills pe- people if he wants to, and he hates Spider-Man, you know, so... <laughs> Who knows? Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, but so yeah, v- Venom Lethal Protector. All right, it's sounds cool. Six issue mini series from 1993. Oh, neat! It'll be a whole complete thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds good. Um, this episode that we just recorded will be coming out the same weekend as the Venom movie. So the following weekend. Uh, is when our episode on Venom will be coming out, uh, which hopefully will prolong the news cycle. Hey, you just watched the new Venom movie. Go read the comics. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Uh, so, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's what we'll do for next week. Yes, we have successfully spoken about the comic for this week. We've chosen the comic for next week course we don't always do back-to-back comics we do all kinds of things as i mentioned at the beginning of the show this is just a little two-run comic spree exactly so, yeah so if anybody was here with us on the live stream i want to say thanks for listening in mm-hmm. we always like it when you are a part of the conversation and we do our live streams every sunday at 12 eastern 11 12 for eastern. me in the midwest yes yeah. Yeah, so if you guys read or watch along at home, you guys can join in the live stream and let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Be a part of the conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. Come join on in. And as Kyle mentioned before, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, We really would like the help on YouTube, on Twitch. Uh, Leave us a great review wherever you leave reviews for podcasts. Apple's the most popular one. Tell us if there are others. Where else can we find reviews about ourselves, maybe, if people have written them there? Yes. And consider our Patreon as well for just as little as a dollar a month. A dollar is like probably one whole real good diner meal back in 1966. Like if Harvey had a couple bucks in his pocket, he could take Sabrina on a really great date. For less than a really great 1960s teen date, you can support us and get early episode access. So if you don't want to wait to hear us talk about Venom, you want the Venom discussion as soon as possible. Throw us a dollar, and exactly. it can be yours. Exactly. You can find me personally on Twitter at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And Kyle, where can they find you? you can find me on Twitter at Hush315. Uh, and I am the one running the Whatnots Twitter ac- account, which is just at the Whatnots. Uh, and I believe that is all. Yes. Our mission, our mission is complete. There we go.
go. We've had a great discussion this week, and we look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Sounds Thanks, good. guys. Adios, Bye. guys. Bye.